Hey everybody, welcome to Everything Goes, and everything's about to go. <laughs> everything's about to go. Anyway, anyway, uh, I'm glad you came in, glad you showed up. Uh, okay, cool. Yay. Alrighty, uh, today's show is going to be... Um, Today is going to be a show of shows, I think. I don't know if it's going to be a show of shows, but we're going to show up. <laughs> we're going to show up. Hold on while I grab my tea. All righty. Everyone, again, wow, that filled up pretty quick. I better have a good show. When people line up like this, I think, hmm, I better perform. <laughs> I better perform. Um, let's see where we're at here. Yeah, that's that one. Give me a second here. I had everything set up. I want to talk about bio nano panopticon injected bodies and i want to talk about cyborgs are us and i want to talk about um see here oh yeah now we've all heard about the great derailment of the train right we've all heard about the train and all this shit in the air and you know and it's dangerous and we're gonna die and we're gonna die and it's all you know we're doom and gloom did you know that train, that train was already on fire before they set it on fire? The, I got an article here that they were actually monitoring the event. And what they found is a video, derailed train in Ohio was on fire at least 40 minutes before derailing. You know what that means? That means those poor people in Ohio got foobard hard foobard you know it they 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 let that shit leak out 40 minutes you may as well say 40 miles you know 40 miles releasing that through amish country through all those little towns and, and places between in between releasing that shit and then last night or yeah late not too late apparently they were they were smelling it in in not the niagara falls uh on the canadian side today we got this gusty wind here blowing i mean if i unlock my door my door will pop open because the wind will push it through this is a bio a chemical i shouldn't say a chemical bio well it's going to affect biology it's going to affect the crop but this is a chemical weaponry that they've done they staged a chemical warfare here you know, um, well, I'm glad I could help. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we are, they are releasing chemical warfare here. Excuse me, I was just talking to fire medic. I think he's in here too. We were having a chat before the show. And um, we were talking about weaponry, okay, weaponry. And a lot of Americans have guns, which I think every American should have a gun. I think every Canadian should have a gun. I think every Canadian should have a freaking bazooka and a tank as well, because we're going to be heading for war. You know, um, okay, Jolly here. And but what we were talking, what we were talking was the guns are not going to help you with the sophisticated frequency weaponry. You have to take that to a whole new level. 
guns will protect you from being assaulted or when the times get tough and people don't have enough to eat from being robbed or violated. That's where guns will come in handy. You know, um, but with today's sophistication, and we have seen, we've had a taste of some of that sophistication. When they shredded Turkey to shit with that frequency assault, and then right after that, turned on the turned on the um, uh, chemical assault uh, in regarding to what they did in Ohio. You know, was that an accident? <clears throat> now, according to the news report, you know the railroads are supposed to have some kind of censoring technology on there, so that if something goes, if something gets hot. Where a train catches on fire, that the sensors would relay a message to the caboose, and then it would stop the train or, you know, uh, take the necessary activity to shut it down. And didn't happen. Now the train is driving for forty effing minutes, leaking this this um, hydrochloric acid or whatever. Now, it was with a vinyl, which which reduced its toxicity, but it being on fire was releasing hydrochloric acid into the atmosphere. So what's that going to do? Hydrochloric acid is, one of, is, very, is a very strong acid. Now, there's a thing I'm going to play. A farmer in Ohio raising chickens went to feed the chickens the chickens were all dead probably fried the lungs broke down the lung tissue and they probably died purple rain is that related to purple haze <laughs> purple haze all in my head <laughs> well according to them 40 minutes trains moving at probably about 60 miles an hour so I'm figuring it went forty. It went forty miles, twenty miles, forty miles. What does there? I mean, no matter how you look at it, they were. It was sh releasing shit. Now there was another picture I got from Lake Erie. There's a big pile of stuff because the hydrochloric acid goes to the the guy. One guy was a chemist saying this stuff goes to water. So now we have another contaminant in the in the lake. Yay! Like Lake Erie needs another one. You know, well, how do you use? Well, any any base will do it, but I mean, it all depends on the on the strength. Okay, baking soda will work if you if you got a little hydrochloric acid. It'll work with the vinegar, but if the concentration is up like ninety nine percent, shit, you're gonna need a shitload of baking soda and calcium to break that down. You know. You may want to keep your body in a slightly alkaline state by adding calcium, magnesium, sodium, chloride, zinc, and copper. Uh, again, it may diffuse some of that. You may want to stay indoors for a couple of days if you can. You know. Um, and this is going to be in the water table. So Lake Ontario, which supplies water both to the northeast and, and Ontario, and Lake Erie, which supplies to the southeast, 
and and like Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania, it's gonna have shit in it, more shit. Um, with the parasitic acid, sodium chloride, and copper wire, how long should it sit and should we use a dropper of the copper chloride uh, in distilling water to get 10 part? No, you don't really have to go down to 10 ppm with it. Um, once it's made and you got that blue tint or that green tint, you're done. All you do then is check for the, the alkalinity of the solution. If it's between 5 and 7, you're good. If it's Below five, either add more water, add a little baking soda to it to neutralize it, and then filter out the baking soda. That's what one woman did. It was a good idea, actually. So, but it should, it should, um, it should bring it down to around five on the on the pH. But again, we're we're at war. You know, we're. I'm not sure what's going to take for the rest of the planet to wake up. And realize we're at war. Did you know Japan? Oh, Japan. Japan wants to reduce the um, population by killing everybody over 60. Imagine that. They're requiring that you, if you're 60 years old, you should do the honorable thing by dying. You know, I'll be damned after working all these years and I get to a point in life where I can enjoy some of it, what's left of it, that I'm just going to sacrifice myself for the greater good. Now, the question I have to ask, and this was some university professor, some young bastard that didn't, you know, couldn't tie a shoe with Velcro. I mean, if you guy, if you want to kill off the old guys like me, tell you what you do you lead the charge you jump off the cliff you take the gun and put the bullet through your own brain take the knife and gut yourself which is traditional in china in japan you do this i wonder if this guy is some chinese mk ultra um acolyte that they program now in the west i can speak from, from the Western perspective, most of us that actually make it to 60 somewhat intact after going through all this shit and abuse we go through in the system, you know, and then winding up poor and fundamentally we, you know, are starving. If we have any kind of money, we want to now enjoy some of life. Now, the reason why they're going after the 60-year-olds is because Mitterrand, back in 1983, made a little speech about reducing the population. And he said those that were in their 60s were actually, they were using more resources than they were putting in. And the reason that's the case is because most people in their 60s do not make a healthy pension. They make a pension that just allows them to barely exist in this life. So therefore, what happens is they need more assistance to get through it all. So they need government assistance, which again is tapping into the resources. Now, if they had a, a pension that allowed them to live at the cost of living at that point in time, they wouldn't be taking any more or any less than anybody else. 
In fact, they are a stimulus to the economy. All the stuff that they buy, you know, all the knickknacks, you know, all the batteries they have to buy for their hearing aids and this aid and that aid, the restaurants they visit and frequent, <clears throat> these are all that uh, what older people do. You go out once a week, twice a week to a restaurant, they spend money. They got time and they so and they enjoy their lives to whatever whatever capability they can. And now and Japan, nobody's making babies in Japan because Japan is the poorest of the G7. They are so broke, they're looking out of their socks. That's how broke they are. And so if you don't have any money and you don't see any future and you don't see any hope, why would you bring a child into this planet? Okay. Myself, personally, the way I see life today, I if I was starting off today, there would be no kids in the future. One, why would I bring them into a planet where they want to inject them with some biochip to alter their genetic code and their DNA and then start taking over their thinking? Why would I want to do that? Why would I bring a child into a position where they're only going to have a 15-minute city where they can go out to? You know, our generations and those of us who were able to go to a park or a beach or drive to the countryside or travel on an airplane or a train, they're going to take that all away. Your kids are going to be confined to a constricted area. So why would I want to bring a child and put him in jail? Not today. I just don't see a life for a child. This is, again, from my perspective. You know, what you do and what you decide is your affair. You know, if you want to bring in 99 babies on a cannabis farm, knock yourself out. Now you have the manpower to run the cannabis farm. And I get that. That works. <laughs> 99 babies on the cannabis farm. <laughs> you hear the women now. What do you mean 99 babies? <laughs> That's why you have concubines. <laughs> Take the load off the, off, off the one woman. <laughs> Several women, 99 babies, canvas farm, everybody's rich and shameless. See, there's a method to the madness. <laughs> but anyway, in today's times, how many people actually see a future? Now, Japan has a bleaker future. Nah, not a harem concubine. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> You're having kids with a concubine, so you have manpower to run the fields. <laughs> The, um, the Japanese, like I said, they have a uh, they have uh, zero growth, zero growth in Japan for kids, and now they want to kill what they have as a valuable resource in regarding how Japan should go. They've been through the it's just like us. Most of us who lived in the United States or Canada. Okay, has been through the gauntlet. We've been through the bullshit. We know what really works and we know what doesn't work. And this system that we got doesn't work. None of it works. So any offspring that are here today, when I talk to people today, I don't tell them go get a job. I don't tell them that anymore. My thinking is go get it, go get an enterprise. 
go start an enterprise. This system that we have today, it took me a long time to figure it out, but this system we have today is a corporate system. In other words, you have to be a corporation in order to have any kind of recognition in our system today. Working as a slave, as a laborer, even if you're well-paid slave or laborer, you have no say. And you have to ask for permission to do anything you want to do. But if you have an enterprise and you have a corporation, now you have a voice. And all these people from the era that I came out of were mostly laborers, uneducated. Some of them were skilled and semi-skilled. Some of them developed skills. But that's the generation and the one preceding it that built North America. These Johnny-come-latelys coming in here, they're not going to work hard. They're not going to work like anybody else. They're not going to be laboring, and they may not need to labor with the AI technology they're bringing in. They'll be able to do anything anybody can do and better. So the only reason why you're bringing them in is, again, um, I'm not really sure why you're bringing them in. You can, you can open up a restaurant, but you can have a robot cook the food better than, your, than a cook. You know, what is your thoughts on psyllium husk um, and making bread? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I would. Do, well, it depends. You got to understand something. Anything that's grown above the ground, you know, is going to be nano-loaded. Why don't you make it out of potato or cassava? Or why don't you make it out of some other root, uh, arrowroot, some root-based vegetable? You know, like I said, I don't like really, you know, dealing with any above the ground so much because, like I said, you're what I mean. Look up in the sky. You live in you live out in the West Coast or up in California ways or that ways. Look up. Look at all that shit in the air. You're lucky you're in California. I'm right beside Ohio here, and we're gonna get that shit coming to Ontario. That's another thing that's going to fall on the food supply. That's another thing that's going to kill the cattle. Another thing that's going to kill the sheep. Another thing that's going to kill the chickens, the ducks. You know. Uh, so again, I would seriously tell you to leave any anything above ground. You know, you're running you're running a risk. And if you have an outbreak, it's going to be a bitch to get that down. The Globius have tried to destroy enterprise throughout the lockdown. So many people, small business in the UK have shut down. But you know what happened, VN? A lot of them went underground like I did. A lot of them went underground like I did. You know, And they're still in business, but you just don't see them. And unless they have uh, sent out emails or broadcasts that they're still around, you know, but uh, why... That's the other thing, too. Doing business today is going to require a little different uh, technique to become profitable. Where I'm at right now, uh, before all this shit happened, I was doing so-so uh, in Windsor. When I did got on the Internet, that's when I started making money. Okay, that's when, because now my revenue stream was not just coming from my local area, but it was coming from all over the world. So when you're going to look at being autonomous, unless you're going to have 99 babies in a cannabis farm, you're still going to need to market your product. 
<laughs> so you're going to need the internet. So you may want to take 10 or 20 of your kids and have them do marketing campaigns for you to sell your marijuana. See, that's how that works. <laughs> that's how that works. Um, Tony, what would be a good dewormer for a dog? I'm changing his diet to the recipe you have on YouTube. Um, oh, that's a, what would you give him? You can give them MS, MF, MM, MSM. You can give them a little wormwood. If it's a real bad case, you can give them a tiny zap, electrical a discharge. That'll knock it right out of them. But something, something along those lines. You know, I miss bread. I will slip up, though. I'm a Pollock. Them, uh, them. Pasties. Yeah, I, you know, I understand that. <laughs> that I get, too. <laughs> I do. We have a European market that, you know, in Windsor. And it's run by uh, Polish-Russian uh, people and, uh, you know, European descent. And I go in there. And there's Once in a while, I will binge on, um, they got these coffee cream uh, egg yolk delights. So once I go there every so often, I'll grab a couple. You know, if you're, there's not too many luxuries in this life I have anymore. So this is one of the few things that I can still enjoy without overindulging. And sometimes they have sheep milk there, so I'll pick that up. And I'll have sheep yogurt and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I get that. But you know what? Once you get away from bread and you really get away from the bread, the pastries will not be all that good either. You'll, you'll, you'll actually taste the shit in the bread, you know. Uh, no, the thing that kills me with the European market is marzipan. You know, yeah, I, uh, I had a, a friend of mine, he was of German descent and he'd walk in the store and say, you, you and them damn marzipans, you guys ruined my diet, <laughs> you know? So, um, no, I get, I get what you're saying there. The European pastries, a lot of them are really, really good. <laughs> so, um, Tony, do you think La Quinta... Kaluma group is authentic. Uh, I'm not sure who they are. Uh, and uh, what side of the border are they on? Are they on the U.S. side or Canadian? I barely keep up with politics. I, again, the people in my group are the ones that keep me informed. I, I got a woman in Alberta that sends me stuff all the time. So that, and another one uh, in southwestern U.S. that sends me stuff. So I'm not, I'm preoccupied with nano, bio, uh, genetics, and all that other stuff. So I do look at the politics, but most of the time I don't, I don't um, pay any mind because I think it's all theater anyway. Uh, they're Spanish and they talk about nanotechnology. Again, I have no, are you talking about the guys in Brazil that uh, were propagating um, the graphene? Is that what you're referring to? You know. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to a lot of a lot of people talking nano because most of them don't know what they're talking about. So I don't really pay attention. Uh, okay, that's the guys. Yeah, well, they they in my humble opinion they they distracted everybody. Uh, they're not completely accurate. I give them, I give them kudos that they found something, but again, they don't know what they're looking at either. Um, I rarely hear anyone speak about nanotech like the like. The bad side of well, of course not. You're not going to hear that. Look, the doctors that you're seeing on the 
alternative mainstream like Stu Peters and Z and whatever else is out there. There he brings they bring these people on and none of them know what the hell they're talking about or have a clue. And a lot of them are censored on those shows, so you never hear the truth anyway. Like I said, majority of this shit you're seeing on the internet, majority of it's just bullshit. You know, and they're always hiding the truth. They're not allowed to speak the full truth because if they do, you may wake up. I want a few people that I know that speak the way I speak. There's a couple of them out there, you know, and I will listen to some people. Uh, I, I actually listen about everybody. You know, and again, within five minutes, I can tell you whether or not they know what they're talking about. When it comes to nanobiotech or nanoengineering or the internet of nanobiotech, that's another thing we got to look at, in the internet of biotech. Hmm. Most people don't have a clue. Uh, and they're all trying to get on the bandwagon. They're all trying to give some sort of natural uh, remedy that's going to cure this. Again, when they get into that, then you know for sure they don't know shit from their ass. None of them. They don't know what synthetic biology is. They have no clue about it. They have no idea that you have to deal with this in a whole totally different uh, direction than the old-fashioned use a herb to do this and herb to do that. They think they're still dealing with just inert metal. They don't realize they're dealing with a synthetic biology that is programmable and has programs in it. So when I hear people talking stuff, like I said, I can tell you within five minutes how many of them are even aware of anything. I wonder if Alex Jones in wars is real or no? That's controlled. Are you kidding? Designers have him under under their finger. <laughs> no, Alex Jones when he first came out was a sensation because nobody was doing what he was doing, and he was bringing out facts and things that had no solutions. But he made you aware that something was going on, and that's all he was about, really. Now, today is nothing's changed. He gets out there, he does his, he performs, he looks like an news anchor man, and he reads from a script and he shows you some documents that so he pulls off the internet, and the song and dance keeps going. Just about all of them out there today, I'd say I'd say 99.9% .9 of them out there today are just, you know, they're there because they're getting backed up by Zionists or the Illuminati's or the um Freemasons or, you know, whatever. Papacy, some governments, you know, whatever. It's never what you think. I had a woman write me something about artists and his fine on the um, venom. And I told her that's all bullshit. And he's, and he's paid opposition. She couldn't handle that. Then I got something, you know, I played the other day that is cesium-137 and, and it puts out a frequency like snake venom. And if you look under the scope, it may even appear to be that way. But again, you know, doctors don't know anything either. Doctors have been trained in a certain paradigm and how they interpret everything is based on that paradigm. And, that, and the paradigm doesn't fit the causality of what's going on today. 
They're not dealing with LNP. They're not dealing with quantum dots. They're not dealing with dendromers. They're not dealing with lattices. They're not dealing with origami. They're not dealing with bots. They're not dealing with program uh, operating systems within the body. Nothing. They look at it from strictly a biological perspective. The agrobacterium that we talked about 13 years ago. It was, it was, um, it wasn't the way to go. But the agrobacterium is affected by it because it's affected by an operating system in the nanoparticle. You know, uh, lupus, the autoimmune, stump me. The only thing I can think of is that the bone marrow has a nano saturation and the immune system is picking up on the particulate in the blood cells. Well, lupus is when the autoimmune system attacks itself. And it's attacking itself because of the epigenetic factors that you've been accumulating for, uh, for a period of time. So if the body can't get it out for whatever reason, nano or pico scale particulates, then the body's on the constant assault. Okay, what you used to be able to give lupus, which you can still give people with lupus, is a saponin. If you go on my website, there's a whole list of saponins you can give people that have that condition because what it does it helps flush out of the cells the particulates that are there but you gotta first disengage them again you never are going to hear that concept at first you have to disengage the technology before you can remove it uh front man to fed the masses and the falsehood oh yeah that's your alex jones tony speaks the truth i try um facts we need our trauma team and our surgeon the rest of them are beyond uses even the trauma team and the surgeons the majority of them don't have a clue either they may be good get into a car accident and you're unconscious and you got a broken leg they can fix that that they can do and they can cut you open and keep you alive that they can do but as far as actually dealing with the the symptomology they deal with symptomology causality they never touch and as this continues to evolve into a more dangerous reality the medical field are going to be unqualified to deal with anything they won't know what to do they don't know what to do now they don't even know what they're looking at now what is the best place to stay away from earthquakes since they can really launch harp <laughs> the moon you have to go to the moon and they can fire lasers there too so you may have to go to mars you're just out of range <laughs> oh man i wish i knew that before my friend that lupus i don't talk to her anymore but she's still she's too far gone had to call had, had to Cut her loose. Aha. Uh -huh. You had to cut her loose. Uh, it keeps out, it keeps us going back to the hostel like an like an addict, okay? Uh, sorry to repeat my question about methylene blue. Do you think it's a bad idea uh, to take? To be honest with you, in all fairness, I've not done a lot of research on methylene blue. I've got a book sitting right here that I haven't had a chance to look at. I've been preoccupied with other things. Um, I know they've used it for certain things. Now, whether or not it's going to be a good idea to use 
I really can't tell you one way or another, to be honest with you. Uh, and I'd rather give you that answer than give you some bullshit. Uh, uh, if, and if I don't know, and I'm telling you, I don't, I'm not, I don't know to know. I have to do a little bit more in-depth reading on it. Um, I know you asked this question before, but I forgot what name you said. I can't remember which podcast it was. What is the best book to buy for learning how to make tinctures, extract salves? Uh, Culpepper. Mm. Uh, Culpepper. Send me an email and I'll send you the book. Uh, if doctors were so good, they wouldn't be planning to replace them with robots. Well, the doctors need a break, you know. They need a vacation and they need <laughs> more meds. Uh, thank you for responding. I appreciate everything you do. Okay. Yeah, I if I don't know something, I will tell you I don't know. You know, I've looked at methylene blue and I've seen some of the um, claims on it. Uh, I've never really done any real in-depth reading on it to see if some of those if those claims are actually valid. Uh, sometimes when a product is is uh, being promoted as the wonder drug of the day, usually it doesn't it never lives up to the hype. Hey, phenomenal made it! Yay! I think I saw Sherry in here too, so I don't know if she's still in here. Sherry, Sherry. All right, Tony. What good? What's good for bronchial cough? Ah, uh, you can do the biofilm buster. That works really good. You can apply a Vicks solution on the chest, or you can make your own Vicks oil using peppermint, uh, camphor, um, eucalyptus, and, and turpentine. Mix them together and just rub it on the chest. Um... Aha, you made it. Oh, look at that. Even Be the Light made it. Wow. Got a party going on here. <laughs> I used to make, I used to smoke. Any tips for the lungs? I eat a shit, a shit lot of sulfur. Okay, shitload of sulfur. Well, if you're doing the sulfur, you're fine. Doing the vitamin C, you're fine. I would probably get you on something like, um, uh, some kind of fat that would also help against supporting the lungs. Um, I'd probably have you use thyme and thyme oil. Uh, party. <laughs> oh, we got, look at that. and Kimberly's here. Kimberlina, look at that. We got the gang all here. See? And uh, I'm surprised I didn't get any remarks from that concubine thing. <laughs> why, is, why is my chest collarbone? Uh, area mag magnetic because you have a magnetic personality <laughs> and now things are just attracted just to you a lot of that would come from the technology that people are emitting from the injections that they took people are shedding or what i call jumping the technology is hopping from person to person to person and that's one of the side effects of these people that have been injected this went all the way back to AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson at the very beginning when people were getting these shots. All of a sudden, when people got around them, the program, the operating system, hopped from that person to the next person. That's what these things are designed to do. Tony, you never say yay when I make it to the room. What's up with that? Well, because sometimes I don't see you come in. <laughs> I say yay. Usually at the beginning. You got, you got to be at the beginning, you know. Yeah, come right in at the beginning. You know, 
I could say nay. <laughs> um, sodium thiosulfate are similar to trisodium phosphate. No, no, not even close. If you take um, sodium thiosulfate, just smelling that could get you to the washroom and you could evacuate like a volcano. Uh, trisodium phosphate is a salt, three salts with a phosphorus that allow things that you combine it with to transfer that into cells. So they have a different function. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh-huh. I'm unvaccinated working on detox. Yeah, it doesn't, have to, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. The people that have shedded could have passed it on to you. Um, what's this? My knowledge, yes, is the only area that magnet will stick. Okay, oh, she's talking to her. All right. I did an SCS a couple of weeks ago. Shit my brains out. It was the best. It was the best. <laughs> there goes his brains. It was the best. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I'm a new listener. Okay, cool. All right, let me get to the show. <laughs> let me, uh, let me see what I got here. Let's see what I got here. Okay, get rid of that. Don't need that. Um, let's see here. There's something here. Oh, yeah. I want everyone to hear this. If you're Canadian or an American, especially in European, South African, African, South American, Australian, New Zealand, Oceania, Russian. I have Russians listening to the show. Do you believe that? Russians are listening to my show. You know, they're coming for me. Uh, if you're anywhere in the world, even Japan, if you're from Japan, you might want to listen to this. Hold on one second. Here we go. All righty. Japan is facing a population crisis. Their premier issued a dire warning recently. He said the country is on the brink of not being able to maintain social function. And while Japan is looking for solutions... One suggestion has triggered a storm, mass suicide for the old. This is courtesy a professor at Yale. He said old people in Japan should just kill themselves. His remark has drawn a lot of backlash, but guess what? It has also won him an audience. Apparently this was done in Japan in the past, but can it even be considered in a modern society? The professor has an explanation for what he said and critics fear he may end up influencing policy decisions. Here's a report. Japan has a new wrinkle. Along with its fertility crisis, it faces an aging crisis too. A Yale professor has presented an unorthodox solution. He suggests mass suicide or seppuku of the elderly. Seppuku refers to a ritual disembowelment. It can be both obligatory or forced. Samurai did it to themselves until the 19th century in Japan. If the population is experiencing sort of rapid aging, then unless we do something, then, then, then the country and the economy. The solution sounds a bit harsh. As you can imagine, his remark has sparked outrage. Yusuke Narita is an assistant professor of economics at Yale. He made these remarks on a streaming news program in 2021. At the time, he said, it's the only solution, and it's pretty clear. This year, he was asked to defend his views in class. To do so, he showed a clip from the 2019 horror film, Midsommar. 
In the movie, a cult forces an older member to jump off a cliff. Narita said it's difficult to say if this is a good thing, but if you think it's good, then work hard to create a society like that. But why are we talking about this now? It's because this week, the professor said he was taken out of context. He says he was discussing a growing effort to make room for the youth. Though he still says euthanasia could become mandatory in the future. He says this would allow younger generations to come forward, whether in business, politics or arts, as the older generation refuses to leave. And this surely does not help Japan, especially due to its fertility and aging crisis. It has one of the lowest birth rates in the world. Last year, it saw its population plunge by more than 600,000. It also has one of the highest life expectancies in the world. Last year's data makes the Japanese population the oldest in the world. Those over the age of 65 accounted for about 30% of the total. In 2020, nearly 1 in 1,500 people in Japan were aged 100 or older. Remember, Japan also has the most public debt in the first world. It has a shrinking workforce. Enough young people are not filling the gaps in its stagnating economy. But Japan is not the only country that's facing aging. The world is aging at a rapid rate. This is pushing us into a new era in human history. By 2030, 34 nations will have over 20% of their populations aged over 65. This will include Germany, Italy, Canada, France, and the US. This could also explain why Narita's comments have not just invited backlash, but also won him an audience. He's viral on social media. He even spreads his message through comedy shows and energy drink ads. And he's not alone in sharing such opinions. In 2013, the country's finance minister said something similar. He suggested that old people should hurry up and die. Surveys note that the Japanese public supports voluntary euthanasia. We're told many fear he's rekindling views that have gained traction in Japan. Deference towards older generations is waning. The young are frustrated. They say they're being held back. So the Yale professor's remark may spark more than the social media debate. It could unduly sway public policy. Narita says his prime concern is how a few tycoons continue to dominate industries, and that he only meant that the older generation must be phased out. He has softened his language since. He regrets not being more careful with his words. Regardless, he continues to say that the discussion is coming. He doesn't advocate its introduction, but predicts it will be more broadly discussed. <laughs> Let's talk about killing the 60-year-olds. Wow. What, what is there to discuss? <laughs> Come on down. You're 60 years old. We're going to take your ass out. You know, uh, you know it's, it's amazing today. See, these injections were designed to target the generation that preceded me my generation primarily because uh, years ago it was reported that my generation when we came down came to re, uh, retirement would have the largest population of people retiring and because they were exporting jobs out of canada and the united states and sending them to mexico and indonesia and vietnam and the philippines and eventually to china now we don't have a workforce that was able to sustain the generation that was going to resign. And that generation 
uh, after me, post-generation, are not making enough kids either. They, for the same reason, they can't afford to have any babies because they're not making the money and they're, or they're too in debt. What happens is uh, once our generation dies off, the next generation will have less people to take care of them. And this is what they've done. All this bullshit about population control and blah da dee and blah da da, and you know the resources are running dry and blah da dee, and oh the end of the world and the resources and I don't have enough money. I'm a billionaire, but I'm a greedy bastard and I want more money. Give me more money. Yes, we don't have resources. I gotta do. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> That's what it is. You know. Uh, hey, welcome everybody. That just walked into the room. Um. See, let's, now let's break all this down. Let's just break it down for one quick minute. In the last 60 years, we've had a major industrial revolution that has affected everybody's way of life. We've had new appliances that they brought in to kill us, microwaves, <laughs> you know, for one, cell phones. But in that 60-year time frame, we had a lot of innovations come in on almost every level, on every front, because people were working, people were creative, people had what they need. Now, the billionaires come along, and every time the scientists were pointing out that the pollutants in the air, the epigenetics in the air, was going to create a problem for the planet, the billionaires said to the scientists, be quiet. We pay for you. We pay for your research facilities. We pay for your university uh, wings. We we pay for that. So be quiet about pollution. So what happened was nothing got done. Okay, I mentioned I, I live in an area where the big three were the big three at one time. They never cleaned shit. They made buku profits. Even with the even with the labor force paying what they were, excuse me, paying them, they never spend a dime on the on the ecology. Uh, so now we're in a situation where over a sixty-year period of time, we've had an accumulative effect of toxic toxicology on the planet that the planet would never seen. We clear-cutted all these trees just so a billionaire could maintain his wealth. We planted all this fucking soy all over the place so that, again, another billionaire could maintain his wealth. And we're using diesel and gas to move everything around because that those billionaires didn't want to change. And when we're looking at hot, house, hot gases that were coming from the petrol industry, and that needed to change. We needed to change. We needed to diversify from the auto, from you know, gas products. They would not hear it. They had to have their fucking gas because they were going to lose money. And other countries that were pulling oil out of the ground, they made them cap their fields and pay them to keep the oil in the ground. So these billionaires and these corporations created the mess we are in today. And you know what? When we have had carburetors, and I said this before, to get you 100 miles to a gallon, and they never introduced them into the cars, never used steam turbines or 
hydrogen operating turbines that, again, didn't pollute. And we quit making things like refrigerators that would last 10 and 20 years. Instead, they last five years, so you have to go buy another one. That was Ronald Reagan and his, and his consumerism bullshit. Well, you can't make money if you mail a refrigerator to last you 30 years. You got to make it last lower. See, that was that was stupid. So the so the billionaires that are sitting in the WHO that own the WHO, own all the parliamentarians in the world, own the prime ministers. I mean, Klaus Schwab is so happy that Trudeau is part of the New World Order board. Oh, we got a new, we have penetrated Canada. <laughs> you see Trudeau in the, in the position, <laughs> waiting to be penetrated. I know it's a picture to put you in your mind. I get it. You know, so I don't feel that there's a shortage of resources on the planet. I feel what we have is a misguiding or misuse of resources and that the resources are still there and available for us to utilize and we can get away from a lot of these things that they're talking about. Telling the electromagnetic radiation has many states based on their waveforms. Which state do you say they're projecting on us? Well, that's something that you could actually look up yourself. You know, start looking at gigahertz and start looking at terahertz, and start looking at the lowest end to the highest end. That's what we're. That's what they're hitting us with. Mm. You know, polarized, uh, coherent, non-coherent. These are just terminologies. You got to look at the range that they're hitting you with. And what they're capable of penetrating. 5G, for instance, is hitting you on a 300 gigahertz range. Your house can shield you from a from a 5G frequency, but at a certain point, it doesn't do it anymore. When you get into terrors, it's a whole different ball game. When you get into 6, 6T, 6T, not 6G, 6 terahertz or 6G terahertz technology, you have no shielding. It's cutting right through you. You're being affected with more than one type of radiation as well. You know, uh, thank you, Tony, for everything you do for mankind. I try. Um, I mean, there has been a lot of things that have progressed, but at the expense of turning the planet into a toilet bowl, which didn't need to happen because the billionaires did not want to spend the money to clean up their own shit. General Motors didn't want to clean up their own shit. Chemical companies didn't want to clean up their own shit. The steel industry didn't want to clean up its own shit. Ford, Chrysler, American Motors, which is that didn't want to clean up their own shit. You know how many chemicals are in the ground where these factories were built? Solvents and oils and and other carcinogenic materials that are in the ground where these factories have, have been established. Are you going to make GM pay to clean up their own shit? Of course not. They're going to levy a tax on the, on the general population. They're going to collect the money, put it in a coffer somewhere, and still not clean it up. So again, when I hear these guys talking about, oh, the world's running out of resources. No, the world's not running out of resources. Again, I was, I was talking. Yeah, who was talking to? I think I was talking to Kim. We're talking some Bible, and we're talking about God saying, be fruitful, multiply meaning that the planet had enough resources to supply life. 
God wouldn't tell you to be fruitful and multiply. That wasn't the case. Today, being fruitful and multiplying would, would mean to put a child in a, in a clutch situation, which that has to change. For life on this planet to evolve correctly, we have to first, first things we have to do is remove the impediments that are impeding our evolution. And the main thing that's impeding our revolution is our stupidity and our ignorance to listen to some fucking politician or some fucking goofball in the UN who's never been elected or selected to stand up and give us some and preach some bullshit to the general population about how they see the world should be. Who made them God? Who made them God? They're not my God. I don't bend my knee to them. They can go to hell, find somebody there to bend their knee, but it ain't going to be here. That's how we need to start to think. Who gave them the authority to design, to design what utopia is supposed to look like? Utopia looks like a jail. That ain't living. Um... That's what the robots are for. No doubt Tony's building his riches in heaven with all the good works. Well, I don't know if I'm, I'm building riches or I'm building a ghetto. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's good thought, though. <laughs> um, older made products were made to last longer because back then people didn't make 40 and 50 bucks an hour. They were only making a buck. A uh, buck and a quarter an hour. So basically, back then, when you bought something, it was made to last. Not buying this shit made in China that lasts you about a year, and you got to go buy another another piece of junk from from over there. It's all crap, all of it. You know, but this is the choice we have today. Either you buy the crap or you don't have it, because the countries that used to make it, like the United States and Canada, don't make these things anymore. This is what happens when we trust another country that doesn't have the same standards of uh, excellence that we had here. Uh, they're playing research for everyone, that's for sure. What's the best? Uh, what's the best to take from memory? Lost my husband. Forgets things. That's called selective thinking. <laughs> Ask him to do a job. I forgot. <laughs> Selective thinking. I'm a male. I should know. Uh, the best thing you can use really are nootropics. You can get them on something fundamental like choline and, and nosotol and B12 and niacinamide. These are also nootropic-like materials. Iodine, uh, boron or borax, also a nootropic. Uh, there's a nootropic on the YouTube channel. If you go to Herbs Plus Beadworks, and look up nootropics. I show you how to make a nootropic formula that really works well for brain uh, functionality and regeneration. Um, alrighty, yes, I have a copy grinder made in France that will last me for the rest of my life. Yep, yep. Because back then they used real iron, real steel, and real brass, not this flimsy plastic polymer shit that they're using. Um, so, all righty, let me go back to the show. Let me get back. Let me go back to the show. Let me see. Let's see what I got here. Oh, uh, got something else. Let's see what we have here. Nope. I had all this stuff set up. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the inter Internet of Nano Things. I'll get to that in a bit. I want to get... Um, oh, crap. What's this here? Um, cyborg. I had all this stuff. Where'd it go? That's that. No. Oh, yeah. I want you to listen to a, a Canadian dairy farmer. We hear this shit all the time in Canada. If you think America's got a bad government, Canada's way worse. We have the most corrupt, second most corrupt government on the planet. Probably number one today. We're number one. We're number... Anyway, that's the government. Hold on. So let me play this. Hopefully this will play. Um, let's see. What's this one? Um, well, that's that Japanese thing. Okay. Where to go? Nope. Nope. All right, here we go. Let's see if it'll connect. Hey guys, we're here at Cuban Coast Farm in uh, Southern Ontario. We milk about 260 cows. Uh, right now, during the winter months, you milk quite a bit more milk because the feed is very consistent. And as you do a good job, you will produce quite a bit of milk. So, right now we're over our quota. Um, it's regulated by the government and by the DFO. But the problem is, is what they don't understand is millions of people look at this milk running away because it's the end of the month. So, I have to dump, I dump 30,000 liters of milk. And it breaks my heart. I will show you. By the way, this here Canadian milk, it's $7 a liter. When I go for my haircut, people say, wow, $7, Jerry, for a little bit of milk. I say, well, you have to go higher up because we have no say anymore as a dairy farmer on our own farm because they, uh, they, they make us dump it. And no matter how we stand up, so this time I'm going public. I want the people to see the pain that us growers have of 365 days as a little boy, we grew up on a dairy farm, came from Europe, work, 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 and here we are, this is what's happening. Oh, by the way, only one country in the world here in Canada, there's not, a, not the United States, not Europe, where they dump thousands of liters when they're over. But we're not supposed to talk about this, because, I don't know, it's just one of those things. Um, but as it's happening, I, uh, I hope the DFO does look at this and says to herself, you tell me, if you're in the pig business, the wood industry, any steel industry, if you're 10% over when your times are good, how can you, so for us when it's good, our little bit of profit, it goes down the drain. How do you guys dare to put this down into the market for $7 a liter and think that that's okay when there's a lot of mothers, single mothers with no, no extra... Like, um, they have maybe a few kids to feed or whatever. Or the sick kids' hospital it could go to. They could go anywhere, to the food banks. But I hope you're proud, and I think you're going to be surprised, because, yes, my name is Jerry Hewden. And I'm very proud that, that, that we, we, we send a really good product. And that you just kind of tell us, well, throw it down the drain. Nobody sees it. It's okay. But well, it's not okay. So, with that being said, one of the best products in the world. We've been milking here for 43 years. So, I just hope that people will share this 
um, I, I hope that uh, I haven't defended anybody, but the dairy industry for my kids, it has to keep growing. We are not growing, not even by 10%. We get a little bit of quota for free, okay, that gets given to us. should never be that way. You should buy. It's like a trucker has to buy his transport truck, okay? And by the way, my 90 cents that I get from my liter of raw milk, they really have to do nothing to it because it's the best milk in the world. But what happens is I pay for the trucking, I pay for the commercialized, everything gets paid to the farmer. Okay? So, but anyways, uh, we I do want to see, as you can see here, uh, Abraham, the, the good product, the cows are happy. I mean, look at these cows, right? They are free roaming. Um, she's got a smile. So, anyhow, all I can say is I'm standing up a little bit for the local people. And I hope you think to yourself, hey, that farmer for 90 cents and they're paying $7, where does the extra money go? And they capped us. So I can't grow my business at all. What am I going to tell my four kids? Hey, how do you want me to do it? Since three years ago, they capped us. We're going to go 6% higher in interest. 6%, we're looking at high interest rate. Three, the double, three times over on fuel. We are not going to stay in business in this country. So Justin Trudeau and Rob Ford, I'd love to take you for dinner. Okay? Call me. Sit down with Hugo Gross Farm. And I think shit like this, we have so much poverty over the whole world. Hardworking people like, like myself, I dare to say that seven days a week as a little boy. I have looked at farm workers. They, they cannot, they, they sit to their, Mr. Hugan, what are you doing? I says, well, at the end of the month, I have to dump all my milk. I'm supposed to keep it quiet. Take that to the bank. <laughs> take that to the bank. <laughs> no, don't take it to the bank. Keep it at home. The bank's about ready to shut down and take your money. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, Tony, I recently listened to a news report about the avian bird flu. Of course, officials want to start vaccinating the chickens against the bird flu because they may... Uh, because they say it's now transferring to mammals, and if it could transfer to a human, of course, they are going to put RNA, mRNA into the vaccine. Will you, will your spike <clears throat> work to disengage mRNA in the vaccine chickens? Ah, uh, it might. It might. It all depends. It all depends, you know, uh, what they're putting into it. Um... So you have to understand the, the H1N1 that they talked about years ago, the, the uh, chicken, the, the avian flu. The head of the CDC was saying back then that the injections were more dangerous than the flu. And as we can see, as we can see by their wonderful science that they have per perpetrated, that these injections don't work. This is a biological uh, assault on the food supply, which in turn is a biological assault on your genetic code. You're going to have to find farmers, I think, in all honesty, excuse me, that are not willing to comply to this bullshit. Uh, 
you know, like I said, I think a lot of farmers, a lot of a lot of merchants are going to go underground. Finding them might be difficult, but once you do, you may get and get connected. Um, you know, you may find you're going to get life will go on. I think his brother was murdered. I think scumbag was involved in some way. So do I mean, I don't know who you're talking about now. Um, so like I said, you know, this is why when I'm telling you some of the stuff I tell you, see, if something's injected into the DNA, you cannot get it out of the DNA. You may be able to get it out, maybe able to burn out some of it, but I mean, if it's if it alters the chicken's genetic code, whatever it does to the chicken and you eat it, you're going to get affected by it. This is a this is going to create disease and destruction. You know, we're I think we're in the second horse in, in Revelations, uh, uh, starvation and hunger. We're going to have all this food floating around, and none of it's going to be fit to eat because of the genetic manipulation. You know, when you read the when you read the Old Testament in the Bible, um, you'll see a part where Samuel tells King Saul to wipe everything out. Wipe out everything. Sheep, chickens, cows, pigs, ducks, geese, everything. Everything. And you have to ask yourself, well, why did God through the prophet tell his king to wipe everything out because it was genetically contaminated. And why. And if the people of Israel ate any of that shit, they too would be contaminated. So this is what we're dealing with today. Same thing. Same idea. They want to contaminate the food supply with genetics. I don't know who gave them the right to do this or how they are in a position of power to delegate this bioweaponry. See, this emergency act they brought in has taken away everybody's privileges. Even if you decide to protest, they don't have to hear you and they can, they can abuse you because we're not under... The Emergency Act has never went away. The totalitarian system is already here without anybody realizing that they brought in a totalitarian system by presenting an emergency act. And after a while, people will get, get used to this. We should all be protesting. When are you going to end this fucking emergency act? That needs to be brought up and, and hard. There is no emergency. There is nothing going on. There's zip happening because if then once the emergency act is brought uh, brought out or kicked out, then we can say, look, you're not putting this in our food supply. Go Chucky Farley. So they're they're getting away with everything because they got this emergency act. We're under an emergency. Now we can use any kind of bioweapon terrorizing device out there we want to. Technically injected people are now property of the patent owners. Well, it's not just the, technically, anything that you've eaten in your life that's had a patent in it makes you their property. Doesn't matter what it is. Meat, 
buffalo, chicken, duck, goose, goat, lamb, anything you've eaten. Eating any corn, any wheat, any barley, any oat, any rice, they own you. All that shit is patented. If you use canola oil, that's patented. Percy Schmeiser was fighting them 20 years ago to get him off his land and to quit regulating him. He lost. And the reason why he lost, because the farmers in that area had no balls. That's why he lost. Because if they had all gotten together and pulled their resources, they're getting fined $28,000 and $29,000 because they found a canola seed that was not registered or not um, um, attenuated to that farm. So their, their bioweapon bullshit wound up on their property, and instead of the courts, which had no balls either, bought like a bunch of little prostitutes on the street corner, they had, he had no backup. Cost him, I forget how much it cost him. And he lost. And under and when when that happened, we found out that Pat law superseded the parliamentary law. You know, so this is what we're dealing with today. It's such bullshit on every level. You know, uh, you know, so when we're looking at what they've been doing, they've been slowly encroaching our, our uh, privileges. And reducing them down to nothing. We don't have rights in this country. We don't. We never had rights. Nobody's got rights. What you have are privileges that they've removed through an emergency act. If we had rights, even under the emergency act, they couldn't do the shit they're doing. We are in a war. This war is never going to end as long as people keep capitulating and compl complying. To their to their agenda, you know, Codex Elementaris has designated food as a drug, and because it's a drug, you're only allowed to have one percent or two percent nutritional value of the food. In other words, they strip it down. Go look it up. Because if you ate the food that had its full value, you would no longer need to take pharmaceuticals. You wouldn't need you would need as much either. You ever have something that actually filled you and you looked on the label, you realize that wow, this thing is loaded, fully loaded with nutrition. You know, um, you know, it, this is where we're at today. So I got the right to sing the blues. Uh yes, I read. About Kodak, you know, there you go. So, uh, when you look at how they have manipulated everybody in North America to buy and eat the shit that they are feeding us and the shit they want to feed us, okay, the grasshoppers or the crickets and the mealworms and the cockroaches and God knows what else, the fruit flies. Or they're going to take use flies to produce biomatter. You know, you have to think, what are they going to be feeding these insects? Soy. <laughs> More soy. 
wow, cricket a la soy, you know. Uh, from my experience, irrational anger, sudden changes in mood, swings, they're controlling, they have a, a dominant, very abusive, uh, bully type personalities. Hey, you just described me. <laughs> And I didn't take the shot. <laughs> she just described me. <laughs> and I don't even take and I didn't take the jab. <laughs> See what's going on here. Uh people I work with seem to be losing not only empathy, but also blindly believe the uh, the propaganda more so than before. A large portion of the people I know who are fully vaxxed have seemed to change in those in those ways. That's the trigger changes I noticed uh, off the top of my head. Well, you are now dealing with a bunch of insan insanity there. And I think you're going to have to realize that you're going to have to change in how you relate and communicate with these people. You know, that whole concept of being a bully. Well, you're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to be very, 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 very uh, outspoken, because in that state of mind, it may be confrontational, but in that state of mind, they are they are not um, functioning, and they'll keep on shitting on you if you don't. You're gonna have to be a lot firmer, you know. Uh, uh, aren't those hints that reptiles eat? Aren't those, aren't those hints? Maybe. Uh, yeah, for sure. It seems to be across the board pretty much. Things not hints. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering. Aren't those, aren't those hints? Okay. Well, um, well, with all this, this mRNA and all this other wonderful genetic, uh, insertion maybe that's what their game is if they can't transhumanize you maybe they're going to reptilize reptilize you or reptile make you into a reptile who knows you know uh <laughs> Deanne, you did a good job describing who i am <laughs> and i didn't even take the job imagine if i did might i'd probably be a lot more mellower you know um uh see here i was uh i was bullied once but then i realized uh, I was, I was bad. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that works, you know. Uh, you know. The, the, the situations with people as they come along, I was just talking uh, to one of the guys in the group, and we were talking about having dialect with people that are not awake or have not been injected. And it's very difficult to have a conversation anymore with people. Uh, I was never one for small talk, you know, and, and I'm not really good at it anyway. I gotta tell you, when you get into that whole dynamic of communication and uh, making small talk, I'm, I, I'm shitty at it, I gotta tell you. Tony, stay away from the jab. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best, man. I have no intention of becoming a machine. Period. You know, I got these damn things in me. I'm trying to get out. So, uh, you know, 
you know. Um, so when you're having, you know, when you get around people, excuse me, that you can talk with and relate on a more um, advanced level, I guess you want to call it. I'm not sure that's the proper word either. Meaningful level. I guess that's maybe better. More meaningful level. It's very hard to go try to go back to a level that has no meaning, no substantiation, and is hollow. And when you do get with other people who are like-minded, everybody is thinking in, in whatever direction they're thinking in. Um, uh, well, I I don't, you know what? It, it's not a matter of um, thinking that they're crazy. They're not crazy. They're brainwashed. It's worse. Crazy, when somebody's crazy, that, I mean, that's an excuse. That's a legitimate excuse. They're not all there. But when you're brainwashed and hypnotized, well, that's something else, you know. I mean, they will apply more pressure. Yeah, but you know what? I think what we're I'm seeing anyway, those who are un, uninjected or not, haven't taken, haven't drank the Kool-Aid, has seen so much death from all this shit that, they're going to be a lot harder this time around. Second, first time around, they weren't maybe they weren't sure, but now seeing what's gone on in in respective countries, I'm seeing what's going on in Canada. It breaks my heart every day seeing what's going on in this country. It pisses me off to no end. I have some thoughts which are kind of on the ungodly side. <laughs> you know what I would do, but it's. Um, it again, just seeing what's going on here, and I can imagine what's going on in the U.S. I talk to somebody in Japan uh, regularly, uh, and again, she tells me what's happening over there as well. And I speak to uh, different parts of Europe. It's the same shit, no matter where you go, and and it's at different stages of different countries. But in the end, they are bringing everybody to a head in regarding to uh, having this one-world bullshit. A one-world bullshit that makes this that makes the planet so vulnerable to an attack because of the because there's no diversity. You hit the planet in one spot, you take out the whole planet. It drops like a set of dominoes. Um, seems like they're losing their higher brain function. <laughs> the question you have to ask first is: Did they ever have a higher brain function? So that's the first place you got to go. <laughs> I have to learn the hard way not to talk about certain things. Uh, um, uh, Agard and Smith's everywhere. Well, you know what? When you start doing stuff like that, I think myself personally, you should be able to say whatever the hell you want. Why capitulate to a system that's trying to take away what's left of your uh, ability to speak whatever you want to say? Now, if people don't want to hear what you've got to say, too bad, so sad. You know, that's how I look at it. Why should I diminish my right in order to allow you to have a, a right that or, or allow you to ex exercise your privileges and, and not mine? In a free society, if we really have a free society, which we don't, but when we have a free discussion, you know, uh, with people, it's a give and take. Always a give and take. You know, you listen to what they got to say. You also give what you got to say. And you listen to each other. 
Okay, that's give and take. Now, if you're going to have to censor yourself, if I got to censor myself around people, then I don't want to be there, period. If I have to be there, then I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. Then it's up to them to take it or leave it. I don't care. Again, this comes with age. The older you get, the more uh, your your um, you call it your sensor your sensor button that you have and your you know that you censor yourself that breaks. That just breaks. You know, especially when you see shit the way I see shit today, it, it's mine's broken, stomped on, short circuited, and and blown out. It's just you know, and I just tell people what I think. They don't like it. They don't like it. You know. They don't even have to stay there to listen to it. They, that's their option, you know. So I I don't really have a, a you know. Well, the other thing about finding work. Let's look at that for a minute, okay? Let's really look at that for one minute. Now I said this before, okay? We got a group of people. We got about ninety people in the room right now. Ninety people. All seemingly thinking along the same lines. The world's fucked. We don't want to be part of it. And again, that's a good concept in my mind anyway. Now, I'm a guy and there are some things guys need. For instance, we need to get our haircuts. So the, if there are people, for instance, that can cut hair that aren't jabbed, then those are the people I want to support. I don't want to go to these localized barbershops that are, are uh, you know, owned by uh, a group, you know, uh, what's that, what is that company called? Uh, I can't think of the name of them. Anyway, because I don't go to these places. I usually go to people that can cut hair and, and I pay them. But again, just a simple haircut. I would rather give that money to somebody who's not jabbed. And if you have a skill set of any kind, then that also should be, you know, put out there. You know, unjabbed, you know, unjabbed skill, you know, <laughs> or uh, we, you know, uh, skilled architects, skilled scientists, skilled whatever, unjabbed. You know, it's a forum. And maybe we should design some kind of forum. There is another forum here, and I haven't got to that thing yet. It's been just one heck of a week. Uh, but again, this is something we all need. A real estate agent, okay? I would rather talk to a real estate agent that doesn't got a, doesn't got jabbed. There's an interior decorator I know. You know, she's not jabbed. So if I was going to do any interior decorating, I'm going to go to her and say, hey, I need you to take a look at this and see what you can do. I'm not an artsy kind of guy, so that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, uh, but that's my, but the point is she has a skill or another guy has a skill in carpentry. Another guy has a skill in plumbing. Another guy has a skill in electrical. Another guy has a skill in... Okay, how many of you got to drive cars? How many of you, you know, can work on cars? See, we shouldn't go looking for work. We should be going looking for enterprises. Work is going to be gone. We're talking digital ID. Okay, digital ID. So they want to digitize and give us money every month to spend. And you want to do something on the side where you can barter, you know, as long as you stay in the system, then you know what? Start promoting it. Start to promote it. 
I'd rather be in a community of people that know how to do something that isn't injected or violated by genetics in regarding to the bioweaponry they've been releasing on the general population. Yeah, I'd rather, again, support people like that than supporting some jackass in the church, a minister, telling his congregation, oh, you need to go get a jab. That, ooh, that one just rubs me such, you have no idea. The Or another person saying, well, are you a jab? Well, you can't come in. Well, you know what? Say you got a restaurant and you're not jabbed and you promote this, you know, if you promote this, I guarantee you, you're going to have, you're going to, your business will be overflowing. When I didn't let people in my store because of the vaccine, you know, when they had the AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson causing women to bleed out, I had people contact me from all, I had people coming to my shop because I wouldn't let people in with, that were jabbed. You know, or you put them in a section, you get, you, you put a section in, in a row and this is where you sit. No, you can't sit over there because those people are not jabbed. If they feel offended, oh well, there's another there's a restaurant right down the road called McDonald's. <laughs> you know, you think certain individuals are sent into our lives by AI to test us, tempt us, etc. I wonder if that's what a lot of these vax people are. They have become agents of the globalists. No, yeah. That was going on before this happened. You know, that was going on before this happened. We've always been under some kind of surveillance. And the cell phone, you can't turn off the cell phone even when you shut it off, but you pull the battery. And that's and that can be turned down without you being aware of, you know. And they got cameras all over the place. So, you know, for sure. Are you kidding? I had ceases come into my store a couple times. I had a buddy of mine that was there one day, and he said hello to this guy, and ch they're chit-chatting. And when the guy left, uh, my buddy said, did you know that was ceases? He said, no. <laughs> you know, they're checking up on me. You know, all I was was a guy that knew some stuff selling whatever, you know. Uh, so that, yeah, definitely, for sure. I do not have a gun, but I have a few cans of uh, wasp spray waiting for them when they come after me. Uh-huh. You might want to get something a little stronger than that. <laughs> just my idea, you know, just, just my opinion, you know. Um, yes, I got a... Have tougher skin. You don't need to have tougher skin. Just, you know, be you. Okay. If we're thinking in terms of we have rights. Well, we don't have rights, but we have privileges. If you want to call them that either. And that freedom of speech thing is a privilege. Well, then use it. You know, people always are talking about useless shit all the time, right? Talking about a fucking football game or a basketball game or a hockey game or a baseball game. Which are talking about, you know, some thing they saw on television or they're talking about you know some soap opera some stupid shit or let's go shopping you know, so say use use your gift uh use your gift you know sorry Tony, i didn't cut my hair i don't cut my hair or oh but yes i'd rather spend my money with people yeah i mean that's and that's my i'm just trying to put it out there i wasn't trying to you know um uh, derogatory do it, say anything about what you said. I'm just saying we got to have a different way of thinking. You know, finding work. We got to, you know, we have to find an enterprise to make ourselves profitable. 
not to survive, but to thrive. That's how we need to start to think. And, we, and wherever we are at, we start from wherever we're at and go up. That's how you, again, we need to think. Not this idea just can you know be conducive to some bullshit. You know, it, it's not good. <coughs> I am a hairdresser. I wish I can help you guys. Well, you know, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> um, um, let's see here. We need we need a currency. Well, silver. Everyone's buying silver. That's going to be the currency for the bartering. You know, gold gold is going to be very hard to barter with, but silver isn't going to be hard. So, or copper, you know. Um, uh, when this happens, we're I'm sure we're going to see a lot of smart talent emerge. That's already happening. And a lot more will happen when everyone else starts to step up to the plate. You know, um, so that's when you're really going to, and then when you also exchange with everybody, uh, I still can't get over how criminals who naturally are defined and never trust government, yet they are acting, getting the effing jab. Well, just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you're intelligent. Just means you know how to commit crime. <laughs> They could program these vax people to come after us. Innocent, innocent and unvaxed? What do you mean innocent? Dan, you're not innocent. <laughs> you're guilty like everybody else. <laughs> they can come. Doesn't mean anything. Okay? They can come and it doesn't mean anything. Uh... Well, they wanted to see who I was, you know. Who's this guy that's kicking the buck in the system? You know, who's this guy not letting people in uh, his store because of people are being injected? You know, so uh, there you go. It says start where you are. Use what? Yep, there you go. Uh, Tony, if you hate someone who's vaxxed, do you spike them? And watch them melt and turn into slime. <laughs> well, I really don't hate nobody, to be honest with you. Um, I may have a strong disliking to some people, but hate is a real powerful uh, emotion. So you'd have to really do something to, uh, uh, to me to create that reaction. Uh and as far as somebody that I dislike and spike until they turn the slime, no, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> but up the way, if, this, if something changes where it's a matter of life and death, oh, well, you know, better thee than me. That's how I look at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just my, the way I think. Uh, you know, it's just how I think. The... Um, it's it's genetics what can i say <laughs> all right i'm gonna play something here about chickens everybody hear about these chickens it just was brutal this was so brutal hold on here we go 
Now, these are people that need an attitude adjustment. Okay. Not these people, but... So I walked up to a cage, and this this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position, with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. I'm beyond upset and quite panicked because this they they may be just chickens, but they're family. Rashir says her chickens were alive and well yesterday. She believes the smell following the detonation of the train carrying chemicals that derailed in East Palestine is to blame for her bird's sudden death. My video camera footage shows my chickens were perfectly fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If it can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to us in 20 years. So I walked up to the cage. <laughs> You know, I like the idea. I mean, I like the idea when they say, what's this going to do to us in 20 years? You know, why are we waiting 20 years? Look what it's doing to us now. Hey, look what it's doing to us now. You know, um, it's, it's insane that they did what they did. I don't know why they just put something over it to, to snuff it out. It was already on fire. You know, this is the thing. It was already burning. And so, if it was already burning, why not slough it out? But they didn't do that. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. The uh, folk Cornelius, that's, yeah, the biggest thing that uh, my buddy told me during the Second World War uh, was that the thing that they bartered the most was cigarettes. In this case probably will be cannabis, booze, chocolate, nylons, um, bullets, and seed. Seed and eggs, things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, um, just scrolling through here. Okay. So, again, nah, condoms, you know, they, they weren't important. <laughs> the, way, the way people looked at it, the way people looked at it, they're going to die anyway, so if they caught syphilis, it'll just bring it quicker. <laughs> I'm going to pick up a bow in the meantime. Yeah, get a crossbow. Get a 150-pound, 200-pound crossbow. Okay. Uh, some of them will go about 300 meters per second or 300 feet per, per second. Um, you know, well, you know, biology is biology, right? And if you're in a war and you're going to die anyway, you're not going to really worry about, you know, anything. So, um, so, so can print those with, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Can print those with a 3D printer. Okay. Um, yeah, I never use used them anyway. Well, to be honest with you, I never did either. But again, I never had the... Uh, I didn't have the concerns back then like you have today. Today, I'm not even going to... I wouldn't even attempt it today. You know, unless it's going to be, like I said, a very permanent situation. I'm not even going to bother. You know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to engage at all. 
it's just not worth it. Uh, it the uh, people think just you know because you're, you're the rest of you that's uh, you know on the exterior there you think hey, you can't get something from a person, but you can today with all the stuff that they've put into people and the bioweaponry and everything else and the nano and God knows what else the genetics you don't know you know so uh, if there's any kind of copulating going on. It better be a permanent situation because then the immune system from both people will then adjust. Can't go around dipping your stick in every, you know, place you want to park it anymore. That's those days are done. Totally done. Uh, and I think in a way it's going to be, it's a good concept because it's going to make, if you're going to be involved in that way, it's going to be a more, I think it's going to have some more meaning to it than just, you know, hop and bop kind of thing. Carrying gun is illegal in the UK. Um, well, I mean, come on, Dan. Think about this for one minute. I say this all the time. You know, if they're breaking the law by violating your privileges, what, you know, and you don't have, I, I would carry it anyway. That's just my thinking. You may not, you know, you never know what you may run into. And I'm not going to advertise that I've got it on me. You know, oh, look at me. I got a gun. Woohoo. <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> you know, that ain't going to happen. So, like I said, when we're looking at some of the, you know, the things that are going on by the government, people do things because they're afraid and they do things because they see the bigger picture. And if a government is becoming a, a an executor of, of, uh, I guess tightening the noose and you don't want it tightened. And the only option you have is to defend yourself and how you defend yourself, then it's going to be justified. So like I said, I'm not, again, I'm not advocating a war or anything. I'm just saying you have a right to protect yourself. You know, I liked Arizona for that reason. Arizona was cool. Arizona, you had the right to carry and you didn't have to have a license. <laughs> you just went and bought your gun and you carried it. You know, you just, you learn how to shoot it and took care of it, whatever. And and gun shops were everywhere. So uh, Ohio used to be the same way. There's uh, some other states that had the right to carry. You went and bought your gun, took it out in the range, started practicing. Um, and I think, I think that privilege should be right across the board. Uh, so you're right, Tony. Glad I'm monogamous these days. She's not jabbed either. Yeah. That's the best you could be, you know, if you're going to be in, in a situation. I shared with some of the uh, people that I know, you know, in my mind today, I think if you can if you can find somebody you can manifest with, that would be primarily, I think, a good, a good foundation. Uh, Forty years ago, people were exchanging DNA um, because that was how we were programmed. You know, go out there and get them kind of thing. Um, today, um, it, ain't, it ain't that way anymore. And again, <laughs> like I said, you don't even know if you're going to be boinking a shapeshifter. You don't know. You don't know if you're going to be boinking God knows what, something that may have went from a M to F. Oh, what, what are you? Well, I'm a trans. <laughs> I transferred over. You know, you don't know. You don't know who's been jabbed. 
you know, someone was talking to me about that last night. They're going to be carrying a, um, a sensor device. So they go out somewhere and they meet somebody. They're going to take a reading. They're emitting an RF frequency. They're not going to go near them. <laughs> I thought, what a good idea. You know, that's the only way you're going to be able to tell. Or if you stick a spoon on their collarbone, it starts to be, you know, magnet. Did you get jabbed? Oh, yeah. How did you know? The spoon has never moved. <laughs> Stuck on you like a, like a fridge magnet, you know. Uh, so these are things you may want to consider doing. I thought it was a good idea, actually, you know, to, to take a reading. I'm okay with being alone forevermore uh, because I don't think I can find someone equally crazy. Well, I don't know. Usually, when you when you find somebody, they're actually crazier than you are. So I, you know, that's the way it usually goes. Um, let me see here. Uh, I'm okay with okay. Said that all right. You know what I mean? So, like I said, you know, there's a lot happening. Let me see. If I got something. Else. I got a lot of stuff here. Uh, let me see here. Where are we at? Um, I'm gonna play this. Fire medic actually uh, brought this up. So I'm going to play this for a little bit, and uh, we'll be right back. Hold on. How it goes. This is Ohio uh, yesterday. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? And the people not be afraid? Knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit that they burn off. The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. 
Look at it. This is over Darlington. This is their fucking success. That ain't no fucking storm cloud. That's the fucking shit from East Palestine. They're fucking controlled burn. I'm ready. Let's get out of here. I wish we could get the fuck out of here. Motherfuckers. You fucking greedy motherfuckers. Impatient bitches. You could have fucking waited. You could have fucking called the tanks. You could have transferred the contents. You didn't have to do this. Yeah, that was the Ohio commentator speaking very fluent Canadian, I might add. <laughs> yeah, I think you got the... Uh, I look at this, I was looking at this thing, and I tell you, it, um, it really grieved me that, um, that this, you know, this happened in Ohio. And I kept thinking all the Amish and all the farmers and then the shit has already reached uh, Niagara uh, in, in Canada. Uh, people were already smelling the, the shit from, the, uh, from their wonderful, you know, way of handling things by, like he said, it was a, it's a control burn. It is a control burn. And they created the situation. Like I said, there's a when you see the link later on, when you see the link later on, you know, uh, when they send it out, you're going to see that this that that box, that thing was already on fire. It was already burning. And supposedly the censors were supposed to let them know that they had a problem going on. And nothing nothing you know, zip, not a nothing was happening. They didn't uh, didn't stop the train. They didn't check to see if there, what was going on. Zero. 
You know, and again, this is something that makes you wonder with all this equipment that we have today, all this stuff, all this technology, all this shit that we got, so-called science. How come something like this happened? And you have to ask that question. How could something like this happen? <clears throat> okay. It wasn't, it shouldn't have happened. You know, um, so, you, you know, like I said, I, I was watching this and I was watching that thing with Turkey and man, all I could, all I could feel for Turkey and all I could feel for that region was grief. Some might say, well, you know, they might be enemies of America. They're not enemies of America. You know, they maybe now they had been engaged with a weapon, but they, these People in Turkey didn't deserve that shit, really. Now we got this crap floating along, and there's a big blotch of it in Lake Erie right now, floating floating in Lake Erie. It's in the air. This is going to affect everybody. Not in twenty years. This is going to affect everybody right now. This is going to be on the food supply. This is going to be in the air you're breathing. This is going to be in the shit you're eating. You know, all this that they're doing, you know, this is the thing about war, which none of these billionaires really realize. Every time you utilize some kind of biochemical or bio, biogenetic or nanogenetic uh, technology, you can irreversibly affect the environment where it'll never, ever flourish again. Tony is, a, Tony is, is it is a brave idea if you create something, the Univax to carry with us to stay away from the Vax. Well, get a get a an RF meter. Go talk to Fire Medic. That's his repertoire. It's up there. You see the about there? See Fire Medic, he's the very first one. Contact him. You know. May give you some ideas of what meters may you may want to utilize when you go out, to, you know, to to uh, make sure you're not you got some you got your eye on somebody. Oh, baby, you look so good. Woohoo! And then take a reading. Uh, not today. <laughs> Move on. You know. Why would anyone bring more children? This yeah, again. Mm. Um, the. Like I said, I was looking at Turkey, and I'm like I said, and like I said, the effect on Turkey could affect all the way down to New Zealand and the Antarctica. Mm. This going on in Ohio is going to affect Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, uh, uh, maybe Indiana, and into Canada. You know, and we're talking Farm Belt here. Michigan's a farm belt, Ontario's a farm belt, Ohio's a farm belt, Indiana's a farm belt, you know, Quebec's a fan belt, a farm belt. Uh, so like I said, and this is going to be in the water table. The, uh, the one chemist was saying this, this stuff loves water. So it's not going to be 20 years, like she's saying. Probably more like two Uh So, you know, uh, 
just make sure you have a bow and arrow, not a gun. Well, you may want a bazooka. I, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, same here. Don't have any uh, either. I don't want them. I don't want even want to be here. So it's really hard for me to bring. Yep, exactly. And so I'm going to have to see this video. Um, yeah, like I said, we're not living in a place. We're not living in the good old days. The good old days were not that good either. You know, we've had, um, um, we've had moments in those days that were highlighted, but for the most part, you know, it wasn't that much fun. A lot of violence, a lot of drugs, a lot of people died as well. Um, uh, so anyway, okay, got 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 caught up on the messages here. Well, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting there. Let's see. Um, let's see if I can find. Give me a second here. Okay, I got another thing here. Uh, <clears throat> really? Oh, geez. Oh, no, we got all that. How about this one? Oh, what the heck? How did I get there? Went to click on something and something else popped up. All righty. Cyborgs are us, the bio nano panopticon of injected bodies. And there are illustrations in these research when I was looking at this that I was amazed, <laughs> just amazed at what they're what the plan is to basically wire up a person and connecting that person to a um, um, piece of hardware, which then is hardware into the, um, into where it goes. I'm thinking, okay, lovely. You know, the more you don't want to become a machine, the more they're going to make you one. There was a show about that uh, where, there was a war on artificial life and it went after all the people that had all these appendages put into them that uh, made them uh, different. And when they came to find the one, he had already become so advanced that they couldn't touch him. So, but this is where they're heading. Putting a circuit inside of you, putting one in your chest, one in your back, one you know, throughout the system. So that you will now be connected to the internet. Now think about this for one second. Why would they connect you to the internet? You know, why would they connect you to the internet? Because everything you do, everything you see, everything you're experiencing will now be recorded on a chip. And when you sleep or regenerate or recharge your... Um, Biogenetic parts, you know, with the nanotechnology. Once you recharge them, even while you're dreaming, they'll be able to read data on you and analyze it. So when you wake up to go to work or go to, the, to make breakfast or you go to the washroom or you take a shower, it's being recorded in a database that's inside of you, which you may not think much about, but it's just the way it is. And so when we're looking at all this stuff today, 
this is one of the reasons why we're in the situation we're in these different frequencies because now they need to attach the hardware to the host so that the host uh, can also uh, emit whatever they're thinking, whatever they're doing, whatever they're reading, whatever they're researching, you know, whatever form of mathematics that you aspire to, uh, again, could you could already be so much more advanced because of this tech inside of you. But like I said, you have to pay attention because not all it's all it's cracked up to be, you know, the uh, on any level. All righty, I guess we're winding it down here. Uh, let me see if I got caught up here. Let's see here. Um, just going through the thingy real quick. Uh, tons of great content there. Okay. Hey, does anyone know if Barry Trower for real? I really like him. Yeah, he was real. He's dead. I think he's dead. Uh, yeah, he he's passed on. Yeah, he was real. Uh, in fact, he was talking about 6G back in 1955. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um Alrighty, I think we'll just wind her down. I always say at the end of these shows, you know, read the Gospels. Read what Jesus had to say. You know, just stay in touch. You know, read the book of Revelation. Stay in touch. Just look at that, inter at that intergalactic warfare, interdimensional warfare. Look at the other parts of the New Testament. Again, it's part of the covenant. Understand your covenant. You know, uh, it's very important. Above, we, as I mentioned earlier, we have this about here in the box. Many different people there have many different skill sets that can help you in your health. Uh, if you're interested, by all means, contact anyone, anybody there. Uh, and um, if you want to give a donation, please do so. If you can't because you're broke, don't worry about it. Just share the show. Share the message. All righty. I think we got everybody. Let's see. Uh, as I always say, I'm just, I'm just keep scrolling down one more time. As I say at the end of these shows, we are still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So until the next segment, which will be Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> just so you know. Just in case I screw up on the dates. So Saturday, 3 p.m., we'll have another show. All right. Till then, take care.